Hello and welcome to GC365. This is day 345, December 11th. My name is Kenna and I'm an intern here at Gold Creek. And wow, we only have 20 days left if I did my math correct correctly. Maybe. That's crazy. <laughs> I have my sister with me. Why don't you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Rylan. I am a volunteer in the kids zone, which I just started like probably a month ago now. Maybe a couple months ago. No, I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but it's always fun to work in there because you never know what kids are going to say. It's, it's Yes. Kids are exciting. <laughs> Today we read Amo, we read Amos chapters 4, 5, and 6, Revelation 2, 18 through 29, and chapter 3, 1 through 6, Psalms 131 through 8, and Proverbs 29, 21 through 22. We kind of had a lot today. It's kind of all over the place. Um, in Amos chapter chapter four, it's basically split up into two parts. The first part talks about how Israel's women's women were called cows of Bashan because they were pampered, well-fed, demanding, and self-satisfied. The women wanted their husbands to oppress the helpless in order to support their lifestyles. Um, the lesson there was to be careful to not desire material possessions to the point where you, I don't know, hinder other people from living a good life or helping people. Um, the second part of Amos chapter four was God's warning to the people. No matter what God did to the people, he brought famine, drought, blight, locusts, plagues, and war, and the people still ignored God. Their fear was that if they called to God, that they would be judged and they would be under scrutiny instead of the people that in the other towns. Um, what was, was there a specific verse that stuck out to you? Uh, yes. In um, chapter seven, I believe it says, I kept the rain from falling when your crops needed it the most. I sent rain on one town, but withheld it from another. Rain fell on one field while another field withered away. People staggered from town to town looking for water, but there was never enough. But still you would not return to me, says the Lord. Yeah. And what do, what do you think that means? Um, I think that it means that I can like do a lot for you, yet you still aren't faithful to me and you mm -hmm. aren't loyal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, there wasn't really a specific verse that stuck out to me in this chapter. It was kind of like the whole chapter. He was describing what he did to the people through the words of Amos. And there he was being like, I did this, this, and this to you, but you still refuse to follow me, even though I put you through these hard times. And then moving on to Amos chapter five, it starts with Amos singing a funeral song, which is kind of weird because he's not at a funeral, um, but he was singing it to as like his listeners were already dead and the people who he was speaking to were already dead. Like the Israelites thought that their rituals made them secure, but Amos made it a point to bring them the truth that they are not safe and that their ways are wrong. And Amos tells the people to seek the Lord. And that's the only way you will be saved. If you're sick or dying, seek the Lord. And that's what chapter verse, uh, verse six is all about. Um, a verse that stuck out to me was verse 15. Hate evil and love what is good. Turn your courts into true halls of justice. Perhaps even yet the Lord of God's heaven's armies will have mercy on the remnant people. Doing good goes hand in hand with God's work. Um, God meant for his people to protect the poor and just to help the needy. Um, 
this is a command to reform our own system. We cannot rely on other people to do it for us. It's basically a call to action. It's to tell us that we need to change and we need to encourage people to change so that we can help change our own system. Is there a verse that stuck out to you? Yes. Verse six says, come back to the Lord and live. Otherwise, he will roar through Israel like a fire, devouring you completely. Your gods and Bethel won't be able to quench the flames. Mm-hmm. What would that mean? Well, okay. I'm pretty sure it means that like, no matter what gods you support that like aren't me, that they won't be able to help you or like mm-hmm. they won't be able to fully fulfill you like I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amos chapter six is about how pride can destroy you, which kind of goes back to what the verse you just said, because they were prideful in who they believed in and they thought that they could save, but they can't because they're not real and only our God is real. Um, All the big cities in the east, east, north and west have been destroyed because of their pride. The people were building these lavish houses and just just to flaunt how much they had. Um, but God, or sorry, Amos made it a point to say that it is not a sin to be comfortable in your own house as long as you don't let your house become a symbol of self-glorification. Amos presents a picture to God's people of God's judgment, and the people were afraid, but not in a good way because they they didn't want to be judged and they didn't want to attract his attention. Um, Did you find anything in this chapter? Uh, I didn't, no. I didn't either, so it's okay. <laughs> um, Revelation 2, 18 through 29 is making an example out of the church in Thyatira. Do you remember? I don't know, but it was a secular town and there was no focus on religion. Um, in this chunk of chapter two, Jesus is saying to not listen to the woman who was teaching at the church. Uh, they thought her name would be Jezebel. Um she was teaching that immorality is not a big deal, that God, but God wanted to make an example out of her because he wants his people to know they need to follow him in order to be saved. And God wants his people to listen to the spirit in the church and not the people, because as we see in this church, Jezebel is not speaking the truth and is not being an example of God's word. Is there anything that stuck out to you? Not really. It was kind of just the whole chapter. Yeah. Um, Revelation can be a really confusing book to yeah, read. I, was having hard I, resme- I remember last quarter I was writing a paper on the book of Revelation and I had to keep going back and rereading and reinterpreting what like I had to say and what the book had to say because it was just so hard to get my point across. Um, and then in Revelations 3, 1 through 6, there wasn't really a lot to go off there. There was a little bit of what Jesus was telling his people one piece of advice at the very end of this section is just to listen what the Spirit has to say, which goes back to what he was telling the people who were in the church with Jezebel preaching. He was just like, listen to the Spirit. Don't listen. Like, the Spirit will move you. And then Psalms 130 is the opposite of what other chapters we read today. Psalm 130 is the people begging for forgiveness and saying that they can learn to fear God. And it is the confession of people putting their faith into the Lord. And that's the opposite of what we just read because they were hiding from God and they were doing worshiping other idols, which was the complete opposite way of going to God. Did anything stick out to you? No. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, you're right. It is very confusing. <laughs> yeah. 
in Proverbs 29, 21 through 22, it is telling us that when we have a hot temper, we get into trouble and we, and we let, and when we let our emotions take over, especially anger, we are bound to commit all types of sin. And we're just letting our emotions take over. doesn't let us do things logically or how God wants us to do them. We do them how we want to do them, which can often lead to sin in this type of culture. Do you agree? Yeah, because when I get angry, I do a lot of stuff impulsively. Yeah. Like stuff that I don't think I would have done normally. Well, I mean, I got my nose pierced <laughs> on a true. whim because why not? But I wasn't like angry. I was yeah. just, why not? So that concludes our GC 365. We'll see you next time.